It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to the Country Farm Magazine podcast. My name is Joe Tinsley and I'm the featured editor on the magazine. This month we're focusing on the best things about the new year. For Country Files' Jules Hudson, 2011 is all about trying something new. So I'm looking right into the heart of, of Wales over my shoulder there. I can see the coastline uh, over there to my left as well. The Newport Beach, the sands down there. It, it is just stunning. For Eric Freeman in Gloucestershire, it's about restarting old traditions. This rather large gun is going to be fired off now. Let's get rid of those last evil spirits up in the tree there. OK. But first, the January issue of Countryfile is all about how to change your life and live the rural dream. In the first of our special issues, we've packed eight extra pages with inspirational stories and expert advice. Lucy Gilmore meets four new farmers who've given up the nine-to-five to make their dreams of living the good life happen. And these aren't pie-in-the-sky dreams. The feature shows you how to do the same by taking advantage of apprenticeship schemes or volunteering opportunities, or to find out how to rent or share farmland. When you think that Kate Collins in our feature is renting an acre and a half of land near Bradford and Avon for £250 a year, it's more achievable than you think. Louise Tickle offers 20 ways to earn a crust in the countryside, from running a rural B&B and converting your outbuildings, to chicken sitting and growing wood for fuel. Ben Hoare talks about what it's really like to up sticks and make a new life in the country, while we pick our favourite properties for all budgets, from eight picturesque locations in the UK. Finally, I get to investigate a growing trend in green exercise, a movement that argues that outdoor activities such as gardening, walking, conservation work, even fishing, are better for your mental and physical health than forking out for that New Year's gym membership. In the Great Days Out section, we tempt you with 20 New Year's resolutions – from climbing on Munro to getting back on your bike and riding the new Sustrans coast-to-coast route. 
We sent Jules Hudson on his own fitness challenge in Pembrokeshire, Nordic walking in the Priscelli Hills while learning about the stories behind this prehistoric landscape. In this interview, Jules chats to Andrew Dugmore, the Nordic walking guide and Welsh storyteller, about the stories behind the landscape. Well, Andrew, here we are on top of the Priscelli's on a day that I did not expect to see in October. There isn't a cloud in the sky, is there? It's an absolutely fantastic weather, isn't it? And look at us, we're even getting a santan here almost, isn't it? And this is the <laughs> middle of October. Now, what is it about the Priscelli's that has made you fall in love with them over the years? Well, it really is a fantastic place here. And uh, Pembroke is a tourist place, a, a very busy place, but we can retreat to these hills and there's a, a specialness, a uniqueness about these hills which goes back throughout all history, the different eras of this history, from Neolithic through to the Bronze Age, Iron Age, and even up to the time just after the Second World War, when there was a great battle to protect these hills from the Ministry of Defence, because the Ministry of Defence, just after the Second World War, wanted to make these hills a military camp. Really? Yes. So, so but for some, some smart footwork and some legislation, you know, this lot may not be the Priscellis that we know today. We've been on our walk now for probably a couple of hours or so. In this fantastic weather, I, I keep stressing it because it is so unique. We can yes. see for miles around us. I'm looking right into the heart of, of Wales over my shoulder there. I can see the coastline uh, over there to my left as well. Um, the Newport Beach, the sands down there. It, it is just stunning. And the, the, if it were clearer, not so hazy, I'm sure we'd see a bit of snow down here as well. Well, indeed, on a, on a clear day, you can see up to North Wales, the, the hills of Snowdon. And... People have written that you can even see the Wicklow Hills on a clear day, but I must confess I haven't seen them yet. Well, if you haven't seen them, Andrew, I'm sure they're not to be seen <laughs> well, all I the way over in Ireland. No, I do believe some people have seen them. <laughs> Perhaps my eyes are not sharp enough these days. <laughs> now, what is it about these mountains, um, do you think, is, is, is the great attraction? Well, I think from early times, people discovered something quite important and significant here. It was on a a trading route, an old Neolithic trading route, is known as the Golden Road today, which gives a reference to the trading with Ireland, the Wicklow Hills in Ireland, and the gold which would have been traded from Ireland. And I think being a trading route, a settlement began to happen here. Great chieftains were buried here, and some reverence and sacredness and sense of place began to build up around the hills. And then we come to this great moment when... The stones were chosen for the inner circle of Stonehenge and I think that has happened somehow from what has gone before and this picture built up of the uniqueness of the hills. So in a sense we've been able to preserve an entire landscape and all the different evolutions it's been through over the many, many centuries, well thousands of years if we're going back to the Neolithic. Well, indeed, uh, and then bringing it forth to the Bronze Age. Uh, we, we've walked past some of these hills tops and seen the Bronze Age stone cairns on the top of the hills. And numerous of these, many of these hilltops have these uh, stone cairns on the top. And then we bring it forward and we can see the Iron Age forts uh, built on the hilltops after the Bronze Age. It's a wonderful historic landscape. But the other reason I've come up here is to get a real sense of of Nordic walking. It's not just a stroll in the park today. We are working quite hard on our, on our expedition. For anybody not familiar with Nordic walking, just give us a quick explanation. 
Okay, Nordic walking is a way of walking with two specially designed poles, uh, which enable you to walk a lot more fish, a lot more efficiently. As a sport, really, we're only about 15 years young. Uh, coming from Finland, and it spread like wildfire across Europe and into England. And they tell me now Nordic walking is even reaching some of these very remote western extremities of West Wales. <laughs> well, we, we treat it like a new thing, but I have to say, going back all those years to the days when surveyors would have come here and decided to move big lumps of Priscelli bluestone to Stonehenge, I wonder if they had a couple of poles with them, do you think? Well, I think they would have fashioned some <laughs> hazel sticks and I think they would have been walking up these hills with two hazel sticks, very much like we're doing today with our Nordic walking poles. So I would certainly agree with you with the hair tools. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, we've still got a few miles to cover. I think we should get going. That was Jules Hudson talking about his adventure in the Priscelli Hills. While for some people, like Jules, New Year is all about trying new things, for other people it's about resurrecting age-old traditions. BBC Radio Gloucestershire presenter Vernon Harwood met Eric Freeman, the man who has revived the ancient January custom of wassailing to Gloucester. This is the night when we wassail the apple trees. Last year is finished and the darkness is going and from here on things will get lighter, better, brighter... Song sheets here. Yep. Thank you. Those of you who got torches, could you try and spread yourselves out amongst the, uh, you know, amongst the crowd? A parade of flaming torches up to Byford's farm, and the man looking resplendent in top hat and traditional country smock, Eric Freeman. Yeah. You've been doing this for ages, haven't you? Years well, and years. It's getting a long time, yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, what, 1996 when we started doing organised ones, you know. There's a nice crowd here, and we, we embellish it, you know, from year to year. Add different little things, you know. We started off and we didn't have all these torches, and now we got flaming torches, and and we got fires around the tree, and uh, I mean, it, it's all connected with this light in the darkness, and in the and you know because of the lack of sunlight in the winter, it's a bit sort of a bit of a north North European thing, really, isn't it? It's nice to have some light, isn't it, and some fire like this. And look at that crowd all in there. It's lovely just to know that the people support you. Those that couldn't make it, look what they miss it. <laughs> Hopefully, if we talk nicely to the trees, they will give us plenty of apples this year to make more cider. Of course, there are other people who say that wassailing is just a good excuse in the depths of winter when Christmas is over to have a party. to light the Judas fire which represents uh, the dying of the old year and the evil spirits um, that may harm the crops. Hopefully. Goodbye to the old year and I'd like to call on the boys round now to light the 12 bonfires which represent the 12 months of the year. So could please could we have the 12 uh, bonfires lit? Young apple tree, we wassail thee, and hope that thou wilt bear. For the Lord doth know where we will be, when apples come another year. So bloom well, and bear well, and happy we will be, 
Let every man take off his cap and shout hooray. Hip hip, hooray. Hip hip, hooray. Hip hip, hooray. Hatsfuls, capfuls, three bushel bagfuls, and a little heap under the stairs. James is now going to pour some of last year's cider round the tree. Not too much, please, James, we might want to drink it. Uh, round the tree as it returning some of the juice back to the, uh, the apple tree. How's it going, James? Lovely. There you are, that's the cider poured round the tree. Out of a lovely mini keg. <laughs> mini keg, beautiful keg. I'm actually going to present the master of the orchard, and of course it's uh, our host for tonight, uh, Eric, to take the first sip of the wassail bowl, and then he's going to pass it round, so you can all catch what he's got, alright? <laughs> Cheers everybody, good health! Wassail! This is a sort of communal drink, you know, call it communion if you like. All these people here taking part in uh, um, sharing in something, you know, sharing the in the in the in the light and you and the and all the noise and um, then you share in the drink and later on we shall share in the food as well and uh, you know and I think it's a real good old-fashioned thing to do. And that wassail bowl, well, it's like a, it was like a big egg cup, isn't it? Is it yeah. enormous? It was uh, made by Graham Choice. In Gloucester of Smith and Choice, fourth generation uh, woodman, and uh, yeah, and he made it specially for me. And in the wassail bowl, being passed round, the what you must have a hundred or more people here. I'm assuming it's a drop of Byford's Farm hard stuff. It is a drop of Byford's Farm, yeah. A bit dry, nice drop of dry cider, yeah, very good. Yeah, I hope they all enjoy it. We've got. One more um, bit of excitement to do. This rather large gun is going to be fired off now. Let's get rid of those last evil spirits up in the tree there. Okay. The traditional role of butler played brilliantly. Brian Bailey, well done. Uh, well, thanks. I mean, it, it's a little bit different this time, but it's like all um, wassails, really. A tradition... Uh, in my mind, anyway, in lots of people here, tradition keeps should move forward. It shouldn't be stuck in the past. So everything that happens, uh, what we've done tonight, the, the, the 12 bonfires, is, is something new for Gloucestershire, anyway. And you were sort of master of ceremonies, really, sort of directing operations and making sure everyone knows what's happening next. <laughs> well, I think the trick is to be one page ahead of everybody else on the hymn sheet, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah, um, they asked me if I would do this, and I said, yeah, I'll have a go. Um, and we, as we said, we had a we had a, a parade tonight with torches and get people involved and um, you've been here on I I think we did get people involved tonight didn't we yeah most of them were catching fire but <laughs> my name's Richard Hanna I am the fool with Faithful City Morris men uh, hence the horse that you can all see he's a fine upstanding gentleman with the one leg not very good over the jumps not very good on the flat either and we've come down here to celebrate the passing of the old year and the beginning of the new and uh, hoping to make apple trees grow a bumper crop next year. And I, I've got a funny feeling there's a connection between 
his jaw movements in your hand. But no, he's a very good ventriloquist, as you can see. I can talk and his lips don't move at all. Let's hear him. you want to, will you want to come to the bar? Will you want to, will you want to come to the bar? I'd heard about it, but I hadn't, you know, ever been before, so it was good fun. <laughs> Um, the heat and the fires was absolutely amazing. It was really good fun. It's lovely to get out with rural people once more. Mulled wine was fantastic. Mulled cider. Cider. <laughs> Only had two. Um, great, really great. Um, really great crowd, really great atmosphere. I've never experienced anything like this before, so um, yeah, really good fun. Good egg mayo sandwiches. <laughs> Let's give three cheers. For everyone involved in this wassail, hip hip! Hooray! Hip hip! Hooray! Hip hip! Hooray! Thank you very much, thank you. Wonderful, have some food. Everybody seems happy and they're eating. And, and the evil spirit successfully warded off and it's all looking good gone, for a it? decent harvest. Don't you think it feels all sort of holy and happy yeah. here now? I think it does. I, and the people look, look at old Pauline. Look here, looks as holy as can be now, don't you? She's been, she's been out there and been washed away. <laughs> all the evil spirits washed away, Pauline. Yes, they have, yes. <laughs> That was Eric Freeman who has reintroduced wassailing to Gloucester. And to find out more about uh, the ancient custom of wassailing, have a look on our website, www.countryfile.com. Thanks for listening, and as ever, if you'd like to learn more about the traditions and stories behind our landscape, or find out more about what to do in your spare time in the British countryside, pick up a copy of Countryfile magazine.